0: After Moshe Rabbeinu uh, realizes that the matter of the fact that he killed the Mitzri has become known um, to others within the community, the Jewish community and probably beyond to the Egyptian authorities as well, he realizes that he has to flee um, to Midian. And Moshe Rabbeinu at that point reflected that perhaps the reason why the Jewish people had to be persecuted in Mitzrayim, uh, more so perhaps than any other uh, uh, nation at the time, and certainly uh, in history, is because of the Easter of Lashon Hara. but even more than that, perhaps it's informing on others um, to the authorities, which is what caused Maishu Rabbeinu to have to flee um, to Midian. So I wanted to just talk uh, uh, this morning I for a few moments, briefly, about... I, I, I never understood that. Because one of those chusim they still have, this is the one exception, and because of that, they will be... So there were obviously some Maishuim, some Maishuim, and the, and, uh, like the, the, the rest were careful about Lashen But uh, but it's because we had some, right uh who were i uh, said so if i wanted to the take the Eivra, opportunity yeah the Eivra, yeah Eivra, i don't know if they happened yet or they came later but yeah okay it, who are, what we think? had this uh paradox right they were yeah, careful right, about Washington right, hara, right, but at the same right, time the moshua said that they they were they were in this situation because of Washington and but perhaps more more accurately informing um, and, of course, we know that the iser of being a Meiser, or Malshin, is something that's well known um, uh, throughout Halacha and in Jewish, uh, you know, part of, you know, within with Jewish liturgy. We have a whole bracha in the Shemona Essay that focuses on the Valam Malshinim. And that is because those who are Meiser and Malshin, um, who inform on others um, to the uh, authorities, um, are kind of enemies of the Jewish people, perceived as such enemies of the Jewish people, and really of the Rebbeinah because they seek to undermine our ability to exist in Chutz Laaretz, and really, um, all of their activities just promote a Chil Hashem. And therefore, they're treated quite extremely... Um, by Halacha, by the Rishonim, by the, by the Shulchan Aruch. So the Rambam writes over here, um, that a person who's a Meisr and a malshin is included in the list of those who have lo hem abba. they have no portion in the world to come. And the Ram Halacha Yudbe is over here at the end of the third line, identifies really two categories of Meisrim and Maalshinim. So a person who informs on others um, to the authorities with the intention that they should be harmed physically, Right, through capital punishment, there's some other kind of um, of uh, punitive measure, and then there's hamoicer Maman chaveru Again, moicer means to hand over. So he hands over, um, informs on him, you know, not in terms of physical danger that he'll be will be subject to capital punishment. Vahamoicer moma biyarakum a um, person who hands over the money of uh, someone else, uh, you know, in terms of a financial penalty, uh, that is also considered to be a Moiser and um, a malshan. And not only are they losing, do, do they forfeit a chilek a a person is a Moiser a malshan, informer, either with regards to physical, uh, you know, p- punitive uh, measures in terms of capital punishment or with regards to financial issues, and not only they forfeit his Chelik and but he can even be killed in a because he's considered to be a roidif. That, uh, emerges from the Gemara Seth His over so here in Nun tells the story of Rav Shiloh. Rav who gave the He gave Malchus to a certain individual who had relations with an jew uh, So, this person who received the Malchus, who had relations with the non-Jew, informed on Rav Shila to the authorities. He's enforcing pen, you know, punishments and penalties, um, adjudicating matters without permission from the um, from, the, from the crown. So they sent a messenger to Rav What are you doing? Why are you giving Malchus this individual? Because he had relations with a donkey. He engaged in bestiality. Do you have witnesses? Yes, I have witnesses. He didn't, of course. But I said, Oyo came and testified on his behalf to the matter that he, you know, claimed took place. So Amalai, the, the authority said, really, if he engaged in bestiality, you should have put him to death. Uh, he said, I can't, you know, I can't impose those kinds of punishments uh, without permission from the crown. From the crown, from the, from, the, from, the, from the king. He said, I can't do that. If you want to implement this kind of punishment, capital, you do it. You have every right to do it. So you have a kufa, Amalet dondina. So they said, you know what? Help us out. We're gonna give you a stick that will serve as a symbol that you have the ability to adjudicate matters on our behalf, and you can administer these kinds of punishments in the future. Ki Nufik, Amalei Hugava. So when this guy, you know, saw that Ravshela not only instead of getting, you know, uh, getting harmed because of his informing to the authorities, but in fact he got promoted, Amalei Hugavar Abd Rahman and Shakri, does Hashem perform miracles for liars? So Amalai Rosh, he said, You're the Russia, Love Khamri. Ikru are not if um, they um, um, compared to a chamor, as the says and say for Sefer So the So he saw that he was about to inform them again that he called him a donkey, that he called you know the the if could him a donkey. So, Amr Hai Reidev, who he, say, he said to himself at that moment, he's a Reidev, a Torah Amra, a person is coming to kill you, you have the right to take preemptive measures and to kill him first. So, what you see from this, a person who's about to inform on someone else to the authorities where it could lead to personal harm is considered, you know, the other part, part of the the moiser the Mosher, is considered to be a Reidev and he has the right uh, um, to, to kill him. And that's not only with regards to if he could sub- be subjected to physical harm, even if it's financial loss, He's also considered by right, the person who's being or malshin on some with the intention of causing financial loss. Also considered to be a roidev, and he is permitted to be killed. And this emerges from a gemara masechtes bova kamakuf yudzayim The gemara there tells the story of Ahu Gavr, the Havi boy, astivno Dechavre. He wanted to inform the authorities about the enormous wealth that his friend had. You know the grain that he had. So Asak made the Rav. He came before Rav. Amalei loy techvi loy Rav warned him. He told him, don't. Tell them about this guy's bank accounts, this guy's estate, this guy's farms. Don't tell them about it. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to tell them, or really, I'm going to show them, I'm going to show them. Yosef Rav Kahana came, Rav Kahana, happened to be sitting there before Rav. He ripped out his neck from the person who was about to be the Moeser and the Maushan. Obviously, administered a kind of, you know, Misa, because... He, uh, he felt that he was considered to be a right. If, ah, but he was only running after money, he was only going to cause this guy financial loss, and we're going to necessarily kill him for having tremendous wealth. So the Gemara there explains, Because once the mm-hmm. find out that this guy has this kind of wealth, they're going to try and tax him, they're going to try and seize his properties. If he will not relinquish it, and at the end of the day, they'll kill him in order to attain it. So yeah. one thing could lead to right. the other, and it could end up being, even though he's only being it could lead to, you know, a person being subjected to physical harm, and therefore, the mice and the mouse should consider to be a roidev, even in that setting. The Smack quotes this over here, <laughs> This is different than a person who just causes damage and, you know, uh, um, harm to someone else's property. Because once the are aware of this person's assets, and as a state, you never know what could happen. It could lead to a so if a person is a moicer or whether it's with regards to you know physical uh, punishments or, or harm, or whether it's regard to financial uh, issues, always considered to be a roidev, and therefore the community has the right to uh, to kill him um, in order to prevent him. From his uh, from his uh, from his uh, from from informing on the authorities. But however, the Rambam here has two caveats that are really just inferences from the Gemara. The first is that you have to warn him before you go uh, before you take action. Right, you have to tell him, please do not inform the authorities because we will consider you a Rodev and take action as a result. How do you see that? Because the Gemara Mbava Kama there tells the story, we just read it, with Rav, and the person who's going to inform on someone else about the size of his estate, he told him, lo'i techvi, lo'i techvi. He warned him before he was about to do it, don't do this. So Ramam says, from here you see, umasun al sir. at least with regards to financial issues of Mesira, um, we should tell him, please do not do this because the consequences will be grave. If someone else's life is in danger because he's about to go to the authorities and inform on him, obviously we don't have time necessarily to issue a warning because we have to stop the, you know, the miser and the and in his tracks before he ever gets there. So the Rambam distinguishes between Dine Nefoshis versus Dine Mamonis. When we talk about financial issues, we should try and warn him before we take action um, against him. The other thing that the Ramam says, and he says it here in the, as a, something that he's saying on his own, but it seems to emerge from the Gemara and Brachis. The Ramam says over here four lines from the bottom, the miser already did it. He already, you know, informed the authorities. Lahargo. Now you can't kill him because he's no worse than a Radeif. If a person the, you know, it was a Radeif once, but now the Radifus is over because he accomplished what he set out to do, unfortunately. So you can't take action, you know, against him now. The, the, the fact that we kill a Redef is only to prevent him from his, whatever he's attempting to do. But once it's over, it's not a, you know, it, it's not a, a punishment for the fact, you know, of, 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 of the Redefus in the first place. So the whole heter to kill a Redef is only in order to prevent him from his Redefus. Once it's over, you have no heter to kill him. See, Rai Li, Shasala Harglam, Ken Huxak, But says the Ramam, if he's known to be a a Namaushan, he's a confidential informant for the authorities, so then we know, yes, he would informed once and he's probably going to inform again. Oh, so then you would have the right to take, you know, action at that point. But if it's over and done with, the redifus is over. So then the Ram says you wouldn't have the, you know, uh, permission to kill him at that point. Yeah, but it seems that the mummoness is only because there's a potential living being killed. So I mean, let's say today, where there's no mummoness, no to no killing. Correct. Maybe. Maybe I'll say maybe, but we'll get to your point. Correct, uh, you're, you're making a fair point. Okay, so what we saw is a and a the the Not only on they considered to be a radev, right and therefore, whether it's uh, with regards to money or with regards to um, you know uh, capital kinds of punishments, um, they would be considered a radev, right and there would be permission to kill them. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch. You don't have to have a you know, uh, even though we usually don't admit, you know administer uh, punishments anymore today of this kind. Um, that this halacha still continues to apply. Um, in our times, the halacha of that a and a is considered to be a roidev. Are there any times when it can be permitted? You know, mesira or, or malshinah to inform the authorities about the actions of, of others. So the Gemara here says, Shalakh <laughs> Marukva Bnei Adam There are people who are who are you know, a nuisance to me. Perhaps a, you know whatever they're giving him a hard time. I don't use the word abuse, but they're, they're giving him a hard time. I can hand him over to the authorities. Am I allowed to do that? He said, no, no, be quiet. Then on the second line, he comes back to me. He says, this is, this is getting too much. I can't, I can't withstand it anymore. I can't survive like this. Can I go to the authorities? And again, he told him, no. The concludes with a positive note. The Gemara concludes with a positive note. It happens to be that he was brought up on charges independently, and therefore he was saved from the nuisance. So, obviously, the Gemara here is trying to say it all worked out for him in the end without having to inform. But what is emerging from the Gemara is you're not allowed to inform because a person is being uh, um, you know, bothered by someone else in the community. That's not enough of a heta to inform on him to the authorities. However, the mi'iri m'bovacamo, the over oiz gimel, Says that there was a takana of the community that if a person is being mitzar es hatzibur, he's giving the community a hard time, not one individual. Then he can be informed on to, the, uh, to the authorities. In b'frat over here on the last line of oyis gimel hiskimo agayinim shemutel l'marso if he's mitzar es hatzibur. Um, you know, have to be careful about this as meiri, not to act too quickly. You shouldn't go, you know, right away, pull the trigger immediately. Until people, the whole community is like, we just can't handle this anymore. We tried other options. We tried handling it internally. We're just not able to. So then you can go to the authorities. Um, but that was seems to be something that was accepted. The Rambam quotes this yeah, as well. One second, let's just read it over here in the Rambam. Three lines from the bottom of my Man, but Ari Hamarav in Yisrael if this is something, you know, that's bothering uh, you know, the person who's, who's either himself a miser, right, and he's endangering the entire community, or someone who's bothering the community in another way. So either the person is himself a miser, and therefore endangered the whole community, or he's a bother in some other way, a nuisance in some other way, and he's causing the whole community distress, then he can be handed over to the authorities. But the Ramam says, as does the Me'iri, Mipnei Sar Yochid no. That's the in getting. If he's bothering one individual, no. If he's bothering the entire community, yes. What are you talking about, oh. What about Roshila? He was Meister that the guy was Baal Hamrasa. Yeah. No, he gave him Malchus that he was Baal Hamrasa. Then the guy was Meister. No, but then the authorities came to him and then he said this guy was Baal Hamrasa. Right? Yeah. So he was Meister, right? Well, the guy was already a miser. He was a miser, but then he was... No, he no, was the guy was sending the authorities to Sheol because if he administered the, you know, uh, punishments improperly, he was going to be killed. Right. So, at that so he mastered on him. Right. But, but so then said, it's a, the guy's a right if. But, so now I have the right. If he's a right if after me, we're talking, we're talking about over here a maitsar. We're talking over here about a maitsar. A guy is a bother. So you're saying once someone's meister on somebody else, then anything's fair game. You're allowed to be meister back on them? Because he's a right if against me. Why so he can't. He, he, did right it. he said it already. He's no longer a right if. He's already reported him to the authorities, right? Right. So I think uh, that's exactly the point is that, right, he didn't go in a form. Right. He only, he only k- killed him himself um, prior to the radifus the second time, right? right. When he said, uh, he, saw he was about to go and inform him that he called him a donkey, then he killed him. Right. The right. other time, he didn't kill him after him. the fact. But he was him, right? He was, he was, he was, was, him. Him. He was him, Right. Because he, 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 right right. he, he was right if He was right of Sheila. I think the context here is that the assumption in these cases of a person who's being meister or meiser Sarasat Sibur is that it's just a nuisance. I, well, I agree. If he's meister, then you're allowed to. If he's, he's a meister in the sense that it's not a nuisance... Right, and not just something that's bothering the community and causing us right. bad press, but that someone's life is in danger on the other end, right. yeah, then I think that, 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 that we would all agree in those circumstances, even if it's just bothering an individual, right, right. that the person's a Here we're talking about, you know, a, a little bit far more removed. Either he's a meister in the sense that he's causing a nuisance of community through his misera, or he's just a nuisance in some other way or a bother in some other way. So then, you know, so then w- would we have the right to inform the authorities about him? But you're right. Rishigel's R- case seems to be a little bit more... The most famous I, case seems, seems, to seems to be, be uh, Yashka, right? I mean, they gave him, they him over to the Romans, right? I don't know what happened there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know. Off the record. I don't know. No, I, don't know. I honestly don't know. It's not my area of, of history. <laughs> um, yeah, so this comes up, Lamaisa, And look over here. The Bear Hagola quotes this. Over here, Isaiah Shochanar. The Shochanar quotes this called that's the one who usually just provides marmachamis on the side of Shochnar. Yeah, so he says over here, Kvar he said there were certain people in the community who always borrowed money or took stuff on credit and never paid back. So he said we have the right, that's like a matzarzibor. We have the right to inform the authorities about these individuals, a to prevent Chil Hashem, that they shouldn't lend money to these people who we know are bad guys. They don't pay back. Um, but even more than that, there's a meitzar And we have no right of enforcing it. If a guy says ainly, there's nothing really the community can do. Um, so we have the right at that point to inform the authorities about it. In order to prevent a HaShem in the communal you know, sense, but also because they're a meitzar esat A practical example of this is if Sternbach has in the Tshubis Van Huggis, uh, uh, Diane Weiss has a similar thing in the about a person who drives above the speed limit in a way that endangers the pedestrians. So, you know, they both said, you know, a p- person does this in the community. We all went over to him and said, dude, you know, please don't drive like this in the bungalow colony. It's not the way, you know, we do things. So, some, you know, install ups, uh, speed bumps or whatever, all these kinds of things. But let's say we did all everything we can. We just can't prevent the guy from driving fast. And we warned him, you know, do we have at that point the right to go to the authorities to, you know, to set a speed trap for the guy? So they both and say, yes, you have the right to do that. That's like a meitzah at zibor. It's more than a meitzah at zibor. It's misakines at zibor. So then they both said, in that setting, you would have the right to inform the authorities. This is for sure something that applied. We all heard about it during Corona, about, uh, you know, the different policies that came out and there were those that uh, felt that you couldn't inform on you know, those who were violating the, 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 the um, yes. quarantining and, uh, you know, social distancing policies. Um, because that's considered to be uh, a mazar as, uh, as at CBER as well. However, there were many other things, as we all know now, right, that in the issuing these policies they were politically motivated and they were certainly enforced, you know, uh, in different ways within different communities. A lot more that went into that discussion. Rav Usher Weiss once, once told us in a discussion we had amongst our abundant together with him as he was giving us guidance. So he said in the very, that same day that we were having a conversation about it, he felt, of course, if you're endangering the community, yes, and we informed you to stop doing so, that we can inform the authorities, but it's unclear if all of these restrictions and rules that they made are actually endangering the community, and you know, what was the motivation them in the first place, as we all know already. So Rav said that same day that we were talking, uh, he saw in the news that Rav said, whoever informs the authorities that someone else is breaking the rules and regulations is a miser. and therefore he's a Rehdev. The same day, some other Rabbanu from different parts of the community, the Atilu community said, whoever is violating the rules and regulations is a Rehdev. <laughs> So, <laughs> Rashaway said, I don't know where to turn. I've, he said, I'm going to have to dump him in because wherever I go, Dominion is going to be a bunch of right-fin. So, anyway, so he thought, you're not a right-dave a if, you, if you feel you're you know, breaking the rules and regulations justifiably, and you are not a miser if you're informing the authorities that people are breaking the rules and regulations and you're nervous about, about it. He felt there was somewhere in between. We don't have to have this dichotomy of uh, either either a right-dave or a about miser. If you work for the IRS, in order to." Yeah, so Ramiya is a about that. We're going to get to that. We're, that's more of a practical, um, you know. We have, we have to get to that point. But Ramiya is a exactly about that. So again, but if there's one individual who's being uh, distressed, that's not a heter necessarily. It's only if it's a danger to the community. At the same time, says the Smah over here, Oy Zion, that's only if it's a distress if he's taking the money of one individual if you're endangering one person you're causing him physical harm or financial harm it's not just a bother, a nuisance Um, it's something that's tangible harm um, so then the Sma says, "Of course, even though there is only one individual who is being harmed, you have the right to which I think was Roshila's case. You have the right to go um, to the, you hand this Moisir uh, over to, uh, this uh, this uh, this person who is causing the danger to this individual you have the right to hand him over to the authorities." And the Sma cites a Ramah, a few seif from earlier over here. Even though he's going to receive a punishment in excess of what he should have received. You have the right to do this because he is hitting, the friendly, the only way, the shock over here, this is not a miser, this is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a shalomessi or handing him over because we simply have no other way of stopping the abuse, of stopping, you know, the harm that's taking place other than handing him over to the authorities. The Marach, or Zarur discusses this himself over here, class from the end of the period of the Rishonim, says, Again, let's say one person hits someone and it's over already. He's not a habitual abuser or someone who's going to continue to do this in the future, you know, have an opportunity to do this in the future. It's a one-time thing that happened, and the course, I was not so... Uh, quick to assume that you can hand them over to the authorities, but if this is an ongoing problem He still has the opportunity to do this and he's done it repeatedly in the past So then we have a mitzvah to hand them over to the authorities, and of course this is the basis for you know the abuse cases, which unfortunately received a lot of attention in our community, but Hashem, though it's been dealt with the community to a large degree, not that we've solved every problem, but as a community we're aware of it and we we, we do our best certainly to, uh, to address these issues as best we can. So if there is a situation of abuse, um, the, uh, Dr. Abraham in a Sefer Nishmas Avram quotes there from Roshol Mazalman, the same as in the chuba from the Tzitzel Yezer that he quotes that if a doctor, let's say, is examining a child and they see signs, uh, physical signs of abuse, they of course are a mandated reporter, um, you know, legally, but they also have the right to inform on the authorities halachically about what's taking place, because if the abuse took place already, and is presumably going to continue unless someone intervenes, um, so they have the right to inform the authorities about the abuse that has, uh, that has taken place. And uh, there was a landmark chuva that was published um, by uh, our very own Shlomi Gadisman in his journal, Yeshurun, from Re- Rebbe Yashiv. Rebbe Yashiv was asked about this, and Rebbe Yashiv writes that if there is, and this is an important um, uh, caveat, if there is a person hears rumors of abuse, if there is a raglaim ledovar, if there is reason to believe that the rumors are true, not just that they're random accusations, but there is corroborating... reason to believe that is true. Either it's a confluence of many accusations, right? Or there's like, you know, as uh, Dr. Abrams' case, you're examining the child to see physical signs of abuse. There's forensic evidence. So then, so then you, one at that point, would have the right to turn to the authorities to handle it. Between forensic evidence and rumors. Of course, but if there's a confluence of rumors, many accusations, that certainly is more more reason to believe that is true. But you're right, and we always have to strike the balance, as we've seen the devastating results in our community as well from false accusations um, that that can destroy lives on, on the other side too. And I'm not making a moral. Equivalency between them, each one is its own tragedy. But but we have to find the balance between these these uh, you know between these things of people who are have you know, uh, uh, the wrong motivations in pursuing uh, you know pursuing these kinds of cases. So we have to find the balance between that. and I think that's where Rabbi Yashuv over here. This is not his Hagdora, his definition. He's quoting it from the part of the grandfather of Pisrechuva who has this definition. If there's a Raglayim Ladova there's a reason to believe that you know that it's beyond just an accusation. Then it should is something that one would have the right to hand over. But Rabbi over here um, concludes so. Therefore, there has to be a panel either of one, Mayra Haral, or perhaps one that includes, you know, psychologists and people who are experts in this area to assess, is there a reglaimladover here? Is there something, you know, that, that needs to be investigated, it needs to be figured out, um, and therefore can be handed over to the authorities, or is this, is this, uh, is this a baseless accusation? We have no corroborating, you know, evidence uh, to this at all. And therefore, it's perhaps something that we should be a little bit more careful and cautious before handing over to the authorities. Of course, within our community, there's a great controversy about this. Do you really have to go to a Rav, uh before, Going to the authorities because if you know, many perceive that much of the abuse emanated within the rabbinate, and perhaps there's some sort of cabal of rabbonim that they're covering over for each other's indiscretions, and therefore there were some who were offended by the, you know, by the, by the, by this assertion that you have to go to a rough to receive a psaka first, and so this is somewhat controversial within the community. But I think now we've all seen the devastating consequences of false accusations, so there has to be some covet rush. One has to ask a shayla, at least of uh, you know, of a of a, you know, a person who's in, entitled and licensed to deal with these matters you know necessarily before running to the authorities with every uh, every rumor that's uh, you know that's passed around but at the same time we do need to deal with it and we need to deal with it proactively to make sure that these uh, terrible tragedies of abuse don't continue to happen in our community but the have to, to do it is because even though one person is being affected if it's a you know real physical or financial or psychological kind of abuse that's taking place it's something that would entitle a person to go to the authorities clearly yeah All right now a lot of times, the, I don't know, I'm sure addressed this, but if there's, if you know the person's going to a let's in prison. I will get to your point. We'll get to your so point. Is, one second. We'll same get to thing your point. With The children. What child protective services these days? You don't know. You have no control. That That's all it. goes into the okay. children part of why you okay. probably should have a vod of rabbonim right. and psycho psychologists and people understand the situation before you act. Right? It's it's. That's, that's probably why it needs to be dealt with, with covid Roche. The problem is when you have communities that address things, there's bureaucracy and things take time, and then you have lots of different opinions. And then it's a balance that needs to be struck. And we as a community, I think, are, 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 are working towards, uh, we're struggling with it a little bit, but we're working towards, towards a solution. One of the uh, you know uh, other contributing factors here is is, um, is that, you know, does Masira continue to apply in a government that, uh, that creates laws that seem to be, you know, through a democratic fashion, that seem to be applied fairly and in order to keep the peace within the community, Adaraba, the laws that are, you know, that were created are for all of our protection. So does Mesira continue to apply in that setting? And that also figures into this whole discussion of, you know, reporting to the authorities in the abuse cases, but in many other cases, too. So the Gemara actually tells over here in Gemara San Hegem, in, in Aleph, that uh, Bazdin has the right to be mocking v'o'inche shalom in HaTorah. Bezin has the right to sometimes take extra halachic measures in order to accomplish something that they feel is for the benefit of the community. Sometimes we have the right to do things that are just in order to preserve Yiddishkeit. The person who's riding on a horse um, during the times of the Greeks, riding on a horse, of course, on Shabbos and Tov, is only in Isser You might break off a branch to whip the horse. They brought him to Bezin and they gave him Malchus. Gave him, uh, they, uh, they gave him skila. I apologize. Not because violating Shabbos at the east of the Rabbanan deserves skila. They saw that the times needed it. If they're going to allow people to ride around on horses, right, other forms of transportation on Shabbos, it's going to lead to a great Pizza And, uh, and therefore, they had no choice but to act in dramatic fashion. The they ride McCar- to do it. They have the right to do it. I don't want really to like that language, but yeah. The man who was having relations with his wife in public underneath the tree, they gave him malchus. It's with his wife. Not because he's deserving of malchus. They saw that the times needed it, otherwise, it was going to lead to a great piratza. Says the Ron and Gemara, this is not only a bazin and Sanhedrin of a Yisrael, um, but even non Jewish, uh, you know, fairly. Uh, you know, uh, imposed, you know, authorities over the community who are going to administer things, you know, judiciously and not in any kind of, you know, targeted way against the Jewish community have the right to establish these kinds of laws, and they should be enforced. It's the same kind of, uh, you know, for the same reason. You know, one of the shev mitzvah of course is dinim, the obligation to establish courts, and the purpose of these courts is to make sure that you know they that they keep the peace. And so the world doesn't uh, spin out of control. So says the ron there. So to non-Jewish courts, the iskhu the Malka, If they have permission from the crown, dina Kafi dina yisrael. Assuming that they violated halacha and dina yisrael as well, they have the right to punish them shaloi in an excessive fashion. Not in a punitive fashion or an arbitrary fashion, but more than what they perhaps would deserve. If in our world the they have the right to administer these kinds of punishments. And if that is the case, then perhaps Mesira would not necessarily apply to the same, in the same way. With regards to these halachas that they have the right to, or these punishments that they have the right to implement. And that's what seems to emerge from the Gemara and Babbidzi over here, Pegimom and The Gemara there discusses this case of Rabbalazabar Abshiman. Rabbalazabar Shimin found a certain individual who was working for the IRS or seizing ganavim. Amale so Heithi He said, How do you find out who's a, Gano- who's a Ganov, who's not a Ganov? What are you doing? Audits? He says, sa mitili. These aren't like animals running around in the forest that so you can trap them easily. How do you figure out who it is? So he says, What can I do? I do the best I can. I'm like, ved, I'm given a quota from the Malchus so people deceased. Well, I, I try and make my quota. So Reb Shimon said to this, this person who's working for the authorities, um, a policeman or a prosecutor, however you want to phrase it. Um, <laughs> He said, I'll show you how to do this. You need a Yiddish a cup, how to catch a criminal. So what do you do? He says, go to the bar. Who's day drinking at 10 in the morning? So if there's a Tamar Chochem there, he was up all night learning. I don't know why the Tamil Chochem is day drinking just because he was up all night learning. I didn't figure that out. But, or, if he works in a factory, has a night shift in a construction site. Oh, that's okay. He's getting a beer at 10 in the morning. What else is he doing there? If he's not a construction worker, whatever, he's not, the Tamar must be... He's a Ghanif. So, and it worked. The guy says, this is great. So they, so the government said, you know what? Forget about you, and the guy who was working for them. They said, the the guy who had the idea, the one who should implement it. we we'll hire you to work for us as our person who's going to, you know, uh, to to catch the criminals. I don't know. It would be very interesting. I don't know. Right, because Reb Shem ended up and, in oh, having right, to right, run away because of a miser. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Asiul le Rebbe Lozbar Reb Shemin, so they brought Rebbe Lozbar Reb Shemin, v'kotafes gan v'v'ozel, he was catching ganavim, he was fantastically successful. Shalach le'i Rebbe Yeshua ben Karcha, he sent to Rebbe Lozbar Reb Shemin, chemez ben yayin. He said, vinegar, the son of wine. Maybe that's an indication of Rebbe Shem Ba'echai, yeah. Um, meaning, obviously, you, you've left the path of your illustrious parents. And Mosay at a how long are you going to continue to give over Jews to the authorities? He said, "No, I'm getting rid of thorns from the vineyard. I'm pruning the, you know, pruning the trees." Let a kaddish Hu take care of the, you know, the, thorns in his vineyard. You don't need to be the one um, to do it. Now he didn't say you're a meiser and a malshin and you're regev, right, right? He said, "Let a kaddish Hu take care of it," which already implies. Maybe even he agreed Rebbe Elizabeth Shimon wasn't necessarily wrong per se, but certainly Rebbe Elizabeth Shimon thought what he was doing was correct, and many assume that we passkin in this dispute over here like Rebbe Shimon. Now, you shouldn't be do, it, do it gratuitously, um, because you should never necessarily you know, return lost objects to B'nai Noyach for no reason, but if he's being paid to do this, this is his job, then he has the right um, to do it. So Ritvo Ritva over here right? So you see from here, first of all, that you know, we believe that they have the right to make laws and implement those laws and punish those who violate the law. One minute, there's no the halachic requirements of Edim, Asra, and there's no Sanhedrin from the fact that he was acting as a shiach of the Malchus. That's permitted. You have to do it sometimes. You have the right to do it in order to keep the peace. Uh, We'll get to that point in a second. Okay, so you have the right to do it in order to keep the peace. The Me'iri there says, you know what? Be careful about doing this. You don't have to run to work for the IRS, you know, be the prosecutor, um, because a lot of times they might have laws that are not similar to our laws, and something could be something that's a crime for them and not for us, and in order to allow this, you know, this heter to function, it has to be that it's a crime for us, it's a crime for them, they punish a little bit different than we do with the different standard of witnesses and, you know, and warnings but at least it is a crime for us. So then, you know, then we have the right, they have the right to punish criminals. The miwi says there might be many cases where they're not the same. That's basically what this boils down to. Yeah, then they have the right to punish criminals. There, there's a Gemara Nida that seems to perhaps run a little bit counter to this. The Gemara says in from Tassnida that there were certain Ritzchim who came to Rav, um Bitar, to hide them, to conceal them. So he told them, I can't. He says, "Ha'hu b'nei gula d'nefek alayu the d'kaltul nafsha that they were axe murderers." Also, the Reb Tiferes, the Nachman of Tiferes, "Dor amalei l'tzimur l'tzimur and mar can we hide in your basement?" "Amalehu heich n'avid how can I hide you?" "Ila atam luchazu yaseihu if I don't hide you they're going to catch you and they're going to kill you for being righteous." "Atam r'un but if I hide you ha'amr rabanan haiglish nabisha Khazal said even though lashon hara I'm not allowed to accept it I at least have to be chayshish for it." So he said, "I can't hide an axe murderer in my basement." So you know what? Go hide somewhere else. Why can not he hide an axe axe murderer in his basement? Why couldn't he hide an axe murderer in his basement? So Rashi says because it's aser al pidina de malchus. He says Rashi But I'm not allowed to save you because you violated the law. Taisviz disagrees in the name of the Shilts Rebbe and he says no. It's because I don't want to hide axe murderers in my basement. You might kill me, <laughs> right? Um, and I have to at least be choishish for lashon hara. So it sounds a little bit from Tyson's disagreeing with Rashi. Maybe it would have been permitted to hide the criminals and evade, right, harbor criminals and evade the laws. But even there, one could argue that it wasn't sure that they were, you know, that they had done this. It was a rumor. There was accusations. See, so like, I don't know, it was not necessarily reglime ladover. They look like uh, yeshiva say so said, there's a rumor about you're an ex murderer. I don't necessarily have to believe it, but, you know, so I could have harbored you, but, I, you know, I have to be khaysh and therefore I don't, want to, I don't want to endanger myself. But if there is a raglai in L'daver, certainly if we know the person violated the law, maybe it would be prohibited to harbor the criminals and to evade uh, prosecution. Um, so you see from these gemaras that, the, you know, that the uh, authorities, the secular authorities, have the right to establish laws, have the right to enforce these laws um, with punishments, and this is echoed by the Tshuvah Harajba over here, and the basis says, of course, there are another ashba about this that uh, seems to posk in this way, that the authorities have the right to establish these laws, and have the right to punish, have the right to, to punish criminals. So much is a tshuva about, he was asked to be on a ethical, uh, you know, they asked for his position as a Jewish ethicist about capital punishment. It must have been in the early 80s when this was a, you know, a topic that was being debated again, you know, different points in history has been debated. So he has there chuva. tshuva, many people think it's to Ronald Reagan, who was the president at the time, because he wrote the tshuva to Sarah Hamadina. It was later, shown it was not Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan did not answer. It was Hugh Carey, who I think was the governor of New York at the time. Yeah, I think the tunnel really uh, so, was named after Hugh Carey. So he asked Romoesha. Romoesha told him, of course, in Judaism, we believe in capital punishment. And he assumed that, you know, the secular authorities had the right to establish capital punishment too. Um, but Romoesha cautioned him, you know, this is something that we rarely do. And we only do it for, to save the community, not as a punitive measure. You know, against this individual, but to protect the integrity of the community. Ramesh gave a whole about misas but he assumed that whatever you know, whatever you know, license we have to do it, so he would carry over to there um as well. So they do have the right to establish They do have the right to implement those laws. So that's why it's not surprising over here that the Aruch Hashulchan writes. Um, um, and therefore, right, if they're going to punish an abuser, that, w- that would that would wouldn't be that necessarily, you know, have the same gravity as a Moser and a malshin in previous generations. This leads the Aruch Hashulchan to conclude that in any fair society that values property and doesn't seize people's property randomly or, or you know targets the Jewish community in particular or other communities in particular the whole halachas of Mesira and Malchinos would no longer apply and the Tzitzel has cites this Aruch HaShulchan and shuva about you know prosecuting um, abusers. It is clear from the halachic literature that many policemen do not agree with the Aruch HaShulchan, Ramesh is a about the case in Baltimore of a Jewish food um, proprietor who was found to—I uh, think it was a butcher who was giving bad hashgachas, and the food wasn't kosher. So, and they tried to talk to him, and they weren't able to sta- get him to stop putting his labels on non-kosher food. So they asked for Moshe, could they go to the authorities to stop him? So Moshe, um, what, like, huh? What can what type of accusation they can uh, have against Yeah, they can yeah. make him stop putting stuff on st- stuff that's not kosher. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, but that labeling and other stuff. Like- I don't, I don't know yeah. what the particulars of the case were. And Ramosha assumed that this was a case of Moshe and Malchinas, and, you know, since this was a mate of the Tibur, they tried the best that they could, they couldn't handle it internally, then you have the right to do it because it's a nuisance and a bother to the community, right? But Ramosha applied the same rules and regulations of Moshe and Malchinas, so many assume, you know, even though the Archa point is well taken in societies where property is not seized randomly and the Jews aren't targeted, maybe Moshe and Malchinas wouldn't necessarily apply the same way. Many places, though, do assume that it continues, it continues uh, to apply to, to, to a certain degree. What What's interesting is, uh, you know, let's say a person violates a certain, you know, secular law, and he's put in jail based on that law, you know, that that he violated. Would there be pidyon shvuyim to redeem him from captivity in jail? So, if the government has the right to implement laws and to punish, you know, to establish laws and to punish criminals, even if Moisa Malshinus would continue to apply, you know, to a certain degree, we shouldn't hand over people of things that we can handle internally probably not a mitzvah pidyon shvuyim to redeem the person from, from jail if they committed a crime, which the government has every right to establish these laws and then punish criminals in order to, you know, preserve, preserve uh, society. So Shloma, it's quoted in the book called Valeu Lo Yibo, which is a biography of Shomazalman, Zalman. Shoma Zalman was asked as a pidyon shvuyim to redeem a well-known ganif from jail, and said, uh, "Pigeon What kind of pigeon Mashiach? In this, in this, in this, in this setting. However, I do think there's an important thing which is so important to this entire discussion. To, in the last point, it's raised by the Piskei Khoshan. Piskei Khoshan is dying. Bloy, has many Svarman and Mishpat, that he writes even though a government, a government that's just and democratically elected and all that, has the right to establish laws and punish criminals, and therefore some might say that Messiah doesn't apply in the same way that it might have applied before, and therefore maybe, you know, in theory, Pidyan should not apply, the jails themselves are not a fair and safe place at all. That is, you know, that's the worst place for uh, a Jew to be. So therefore, even if the law itself and the punishment on paper might be fair and just, um, the fact that jails are conducted in the way that jails are conducted itself makes it miser and Malchinous to put a person in jail unless we have no other choice in the situations we discuss abuse and those kinds of made cell tzibur. But otherwise, just the fact that the government is just and established laws and penalties that seem fair since the jails are administered in a way which is entirely like a Lord of the Flies kind of situation and beyond, so then, you know, that, that's entirely, uh, you know, that, 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 that kind of punishment is not fair at all, and Jews are certainly bigger targets in these kinds of places, and therefore, perhaps Pidgeon Shvuyim would continue to apply if a person is, uh, is in such Wait, so a jail where there someone is such kind Sorry, means someone, mice someone over to a jail, it should be